and welcome, friends, family members, the one person out there who must still listen to us. It is episode 26, special United States Ties England version of Fourth Time Around. I, as always, am your host, Ross Everett Olsaber. With me to the left, hailing all the way from Irving, Texas, no longer Brooklyn, New York, because he's out, Mike Mayla. That's right. How you doing, buddy? What's up? I'm doing all right. I made it back made it to Texas. Now, tell me about your cross-country journey. You started off in Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. You flipped the, the bird, and you headed down the road. I flipped the bird. Yeah. I said, um, well, I can't repeat what I said. Sure. Um, I hit a homeless man, though. Wearing <laughs> a crotch before I left. Sure. Yeah. Shit, some gigs. Yeah. And um, and I actually took some of his money. Hmm. Like, All right. Well, you need it at this point more than anybody else. Yeah, I was like, I need this more than you. You're True. dying. So. Yeah. Uh. Ouch. Um. And then yeah. So I yeah. Uh. That's hey. That's New York's hard to me. So. Uh, yeah, I can tell. This is a hard. And see, like, you know what I've learned? You can never, like. Okay, so I went. You, you you can go back to where you're from, but things will never be the same. No, the 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 great you know Thomas Wolfe book of uh, of 1936, I believe, which is you can't go home again. Is that right? Well, I'm learning it the hard way. Yeah, yeah. Greg Clyde Wolf the second, hailing all the way from I believe the next room from Mike Mail at this point. How you doing, Greg? I'm good. I'm good. How's it feel to have the band back together? Oh, it's great. Um, you know. I just wish it was better weather for it, but what are you going to do? True, yeah. I don't know, because I, I am out in, uh, I'm in Aruba, and I'm enjoying uh, I'm enjoying the weather right here, and of course, naturally watching the football. So, Indeed. So, all right, well, good. Well, we're going to start off with a, uh, with a with an oldie, an oldie, but a goodie. Uh, not at all like Huey Lewis in the News. Um, it's a good just, band, though. Just a, just a terrible band. Just what are you talking about? At least an oldie. Well... I don't want to do it right now, Mike, but we can have this conversation off book. All right. Yeah, probably better that way. Mike, in the past. Those of you playing the home of Dice Game, this is where Mike tells us about something he would have been really good at back in the day. Um, back in the day, it could be 65,000 BC, just after um, the the end of an ice age, or it could be uh, just a couple years back, uh, before the uh, the housing uh, market fell apart. So go ahead, Mike, tell us. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying to, you know, like educate. This is all about educating mm-hmm. and illuminating people's minds is what I try to do. So this one is about. Um, <laughs> so uh, so th- th- this Mike in the past is related to a previous one we've had. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about on this podcast about like women and marriage, and I think you know some of my views. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, don't. Unfortunately, we do. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm aware of most of the states' restraining orders against. Yeah. Yes. Basically, my views on women are don't trust in and marriage is. Um, well, basically, my views on marriage. I, I wish we could have done it how they used to do, which is what I'm going to talk about today. Okay. Specifically, yeah. Where, where's they? Okay. Where's now, now I know you guys usually laugh at me, but this time I have real facts. And okay. This oh, is, wow. uh, yeah, this is real. So, so th- this is about the origins of the best man, which I was reading about online the other day. Uh huh. So, and this I just found fascinating because I just think it would be awesome if we could do this again. You know, I'm just thinking about this and things that people did in the past that you know, hmm, maybe we could do this. 
nowadays, how would it how would it change them? Yeah. So yeah. so apparently the origins are for the best man is that go back to let's see here. It goes back to around two hundred AD. Uh huh. Way to consult your notes. I like it. That's yeah. <laughs> sign of a well, never mind. Yep, sign of a true sign of true inner knowledge. So about yeah, so so around like two hundred mm-hmm. AD yeah. uh, in uh, what is now uh, Germany. Okay, I prefer so, A C E, but go ahead. Right. Uh, well, mm. <laughs> all right, for you pagans, we'll, we'll call it that. Yeah, for uh, scientists. Well, mm, I think the jury's still out on that. So okay, all right. <laughs> all right, well, good. The jury in hell. Apparently, yeah, apparently, Scope's monkey trial hasn't existed mm, in Mike's well, reality yet. So, well, hung jury. Yeah, hung um, jury there. Yeah. Okay, so real quick. So Germany, 200 AD. So back then, what you wanted to do was you married women that were in your like local tribe or whatever your local community. Where are we talking about? Can we get? Can we get? Just let's just pretend. Oh, I, I, I said no. I, I told you it was like, it was like uh, where present-day Germany is. Okay. All right. Sure. Oh, so, like we're talking Goths. We're talking Visigoths. Thank you. Visigoths, I don't know, maybe Huns are in there. Uh, um, no. Probably not. No, yeah. no, yeah. not, yeah, not I, any of those. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, that's debatable. But, okay. Um, so, <laughs> so, for some reason, you're wanting to pick women from your like community, like in your town, basically. Sure. Try, yeah. Let's try. And then, so eventually what happened was women got scarce um, I, I'm not sure why. Uh, I guess when they started to get scarce in a certain community, men had to go get them from like neighboring communities. Neighboring well, of course. Tribes. I mean, Rome is is founded, uh, as we're told in myth, by the rape of the Sabine women. So exactly. Yeah. So maybe this is where the Germans got the idea for. I don't know. What they started to do, the guy who was going to get a bride needed to go, you know, journey to the next uh, whatever town or tribe. Yeah. And go and steal a woman from there and bring her back and marry. Uh-huh. And so he would take the best man with him who could help him do this. Sure. The best man was not like your best friend or, you know, your brother or some something silly like that. It was, <laughs> you know, you're freaking going to get like, you need like someone like probably strong and stealth like, you know. Yeah. Like me, maybe. I like to think I was thinking you when you said when you when you combined the two, strong and stealth like yes. that's Only when then. that's when you jumped to my mind. Right. right. Yeah. Let me be a mirror to you here, Mike, so you yeah. you can see what what delusion sounds like. Um well. so you think that we should return to the times where we have to go on an overland raiding party. Right. All I'm um, saying is well, to kidnap against their will forcibly right. um, whatever woman we happen to 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 see and, and bring them back to our yeah and bring this no, unlucky well, uh, person back back to our tribe right I mean well I mean nowadays I don't know if we could do that but, but I, <laughs> and, and I, I, I just I refuse to believe that every single marriage in 200 uh, whatever AD or whatever after the common era, uh, well, we'll just say it's Mike's fantasy land. So yeah, it doesn't matter what time. And, and, and here's here's another problem with Wikipedia. Like this well, nonsense. No, it was been not spread. Wikipedia. It was actually not Wikipedia. Mike oh. actually did a lot of field research on this one, Greg. That's right. <laughs> he, he 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 met with kidnappers and asked them how they did it. That's well, true. No. Well, what's your problem with it? 
I mean, my, my, my point is simply to point out, okay, I wouldn't actually, like, go and steal women, but I just think, damn, you know, like, uh, uh, once again, like, Mike in the past, I'm pointing out, like, how... Yeah. Like, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice... How thankful I am I live now, yes. <laughs> well, seriously, okay, I've said it before, and it's not trying to be... But people are going to take it the wrong way. But like, yeah, like men used to have it easier. Like, yeah, can you imagine that, like if that we is were the wrong that? way? Yeah. All I would have to do is like, okay, nowadays. Okay, so maybe, now, not basically, kidnap a woman, but I, I wish I could like legally take a guy with me to another. <laughs> oh I don't know, not kidnap her, but like, like strongly coerce her. Oh my god. Along. <laughs> Which is because seriously, thing. at this point, that's the only way I'm going to get a bride. I think. So but basically, Mike, let me just break. Let me just ask a question for you. In yeah. terms of anthropology, at some point, when society uh, within its own culture developed the ability uh, to have to uh, perhaps impress li- uh, women with something other than just kidnapping them, um, right. that's when you basically were screwed. Right. That's, that's when things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So when, you had when the, the idea of like when the idea of like romantic love came came into play, or even talking to them, yeah, or even engaging them, love. yeah, yeah just, even engaging them in kind of a thoughtful, yeah, like having to communicate and like yeah. share things. No, that's all. Uh, I'm sorry, it's just all bullshit. So <laughs> sorry for all you modern modern invention nonsense. Yeah. Well, it is a modern invention, really. But, yeah, yeah, communication is definitely modern invention. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Well, it's all silly. But, okay, so the other thing I didn't point out, I just want to point out as well, is that... Oh, so enlighten thing, me. The other thing the best man would do was, so once you kidnap her, his job is not done there, man. That's how awesome the best men used to be. Yeah. Now they just stand there like an idiot in, a, in an expensive, you know, tux. Yeah. Okay, once you kidnap her, you bring her back. At the actual marriage ceremony, the best man stands there to keep her family from coming and getting her back. This I mean, how be. awesome is that? This is, is like no just way. in case, like the family's gonna come and get her. No, <laughs> putting Greg there or Ross. Yeah, Actually, so, no, neither of you guys wouldn't even. I don't think I could pick either of you to be my best man. <laughs> I don't in think, in case, I, I I don't think I could ride shotgun on this uh, kidnapping. Uh, spree, yeah, no. <laughs> you, you act like so, and it was like, hey, Ross, I need to get this yeah, woman. You act like you've insulted me by not right, right. to what is surely a felonious well, act. I just don't want to hurt you guys' feelings, but I'm going to need someone like, I don't know, a bit, a bit more stealth-like. Oh, someone with no conscience. That's Maybe right. Someone. Yeah. Someone I'm actually with kind a, of touched that you don't think we've completely lost actually, our Actually, you, know you know who the perfect um, best man, um, I think, for me would be someone like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Um, that, that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, like, he seems like what I would imagine a goth to look like, you know, this long hair. Right. Lots of muscles. I think he's what you'd want for best man. Not like... Yeah. Smoke cigarettes and yeah, yeah. And wow. He's, he's probably a racist. <laughs> probably, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, right. that's, well, yeah. probably, yeah. yeah. Um, that is Mike. That is true. I'm apparently your your week on the road was not spent poorly. <laughs> you did, yeah, you, you've come back well, with quite a bit of knowledge, my friend. I had a lot of time to think. You know, I had a lot of, a lot of alone time. A lot of uh, just driving. Yeah. Yeah, I think the fourth time around would just like to take a moment to uh, to say that the views expressed by some of its uh, co-chair by founders of its members are not exactly the views and opinions expressed by all of the members of fourth time around. Are subsequent sponsoring organizations, right? So, like BP. 
like like BP. Thank you. <laughs> so, speaking of which, a uh, minor update here in between segments. Thank you. That was Mike in the past, yeah. or as we've uh, we've learned to call it in house, uh, crazy time. No, no, just yeah, just straight up crazy. Um, so yeah, Kevin Costner sold 32 of his BP oil separating machines. I'm sorry, they're not BP machines, but they're oil separating machines used a centrifuge. Then he sold them to BP. Um, really? so, so there you go. Regardless of all of our terrible jokes and all of everybody's terrible jokes, uh, he's done it. He's saving the planet. He yeah. is actually preventing the ice caps from melting and yep. retconning history so Waterworld is never made. Yep. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, I mean, it's like an action movie come to life. It's yep. scary. And speaking Which, again, of Kevin proves Costner, my point. It proves my point oh. about how movies are becoming real. Oh, really? It proves my point that you just stepped all over a perfectly good segue, you ass. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind, back up. I'm sorry. So speaking of current events, Kevin Costner and BP, um, we have a Greg. Greg on current events. Now, current events is where uh, with fourth time around crew, we just discuss NPR style. Garrison Keeler stops by, and we discuss uh, we discuss current events. Um, I hope it's the World Cup, but I don't I don't think that's what he's going to go with. So, Greg, what do you got for us this week? I'm actually going to surprise you. Uh, yes, it is about the World Cup. Yes, and it's about those horns that are being played. Uh, the vuvuzela, I believe. And what people are saying is that you know we should allow this to remain because you know it's a local culture, and you win in Rome, you should enjoy it. But the problem is. These horns that are being, you know, used by I don't know how many thousands in these stadiums are blowing these damn horns. But I believe the the biggest one holds ninety thousand. Well, so we're what uh, half of those people maybe or a quarter at least, whatever the amount. It's it's just beyond ridiculous. And they were talking about in the beginning of banning those horns, except just over the South Africa games. Apparently that did not happen. And you know you have all kinds of blogospheres and commentators just you know going nuts over this because you can't you know normal soccer matches you know you have the crowd either singing or you know re- uh, reacting to you know missed opportunities and, and you know great plays but no it's all drowned out in this you know buzzing i can't imagine they're going to continue doing this yeah, it's kind of really like think. these it's kind of like um what do you call those little pink uh, kazoos it's kind of like a like a bunch of kazoos yeah deeper and, here here's where i go counterpoint on you on you, Greg, because you seem to think that the average football match occurring in any 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 place around the world is is somewhat tame, as you've described it, and that's not necessarily so. Um, they often have uh, air horns, um, and they often do things even crazier than that, like throw flares onto the field. Yeah, or kill. Uh, yeah, yeah you know what else? They kill, they kill people. Well, I, I mean, yes, of course. There's I mean, that. This is right, this, but. There hasn't been anything like that in the World Cup, there has there? No, well, no. I mean, not in the sense. No, no, no. They do. I don't know. I, my impression is that the World Cup is supposed to be much more civilized. Yes. Yes. Yeah, probably. I think the so. players are not allowed to do as much as they normally. Are. I just, I just think this is not. This you is. You get this. a yellow card if you take your shirt off in celebration. That's true. Same with the language, right? I know they were making a big deal about you can't. Use like bad language. Well, I'm. They still. And I heard that um, they were. They had a, the African like the refs had to go through training, as to learn like English. You know, bad words in English, and even why? like gestures. <laughs> like. Why would it be English, English though? Now I don't know why they only had to learn English, but maybe they learned other languages as well. Yeah, because it's only yeah. 
So the international uh, language of swearing is English? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I don't know, but this is what I heard on the... Yeah. I mean, infamously, in the 2006 World Cup, one of the greatest players, possibly to play the game, Zinedine Zidane, uh, pulled the old headbutt maneuver. Uh, <laughs> I see because uh, an Italian player had insulted his mother. Right. Um, really? In, in, some, in some coarse language here. So perhaps that's a reaction to that. Um, so, Greg, you are just heartless yeah. in the sense that you would like this to be much like a tennis match, just a little louder. No, I just don't want this. You know, I, I, I think this is one time when diversity should step, should step aside <laughs> and, yeah. and allow, uh, you know, just. Now, Greg, just, you, you have a pretty good reputation on the show, so I'll be the one to say it. Okay, I think okay. We're being a little too. I think we're being a little too tolerant here, uh, uh-huh. other cultures. And you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, okay. I'm sorry, South Africa, if you like to blow these stupid little horns. But yeah. maybe it's time someone says, um, you know, sorry, but you can't do that anymore. Like, mm-hmm. right, well, no, okay, well, actually, I'm impressed. That's the way you you phrase it, even that lightly. But no, I I just think it's just it's it's just annoying. It just there's it's not musical. It's not even the occasional. It's just. Constant. Well, it's very bizarre. I don't understand, like, why. I mean, is it just the South Africans that are doing it? Because I heard it at matches yes. South Africa wasn't playing, and I'm thinking, sure, yeah. Who's, why well, you have look? You have South Africans going to the other games. Oh, you know, just like when it was in the U.S., you had you know a lot of Americans going to the game. So well, anyway, it's a, it's a short it's a short uh, short segment, but I, yeah. I just I, I just wish they would. Make a ruling and get rid of them, but see, I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not bothered bothered by this by the sound. Now, granted, really? I am not in the actual stadium, but yeah. I can only say, in the defense of this, is like kind of sort of business as usual. Is that football matches do 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 tend to take on an element of, and depending on how important they are, naturally, um, they do tend to take on an element of crazy things. Um, you know, and and. and you know they throw stuff on the field these are things that would never happen in american sports so i think a lot of this reaction is probably just the fact that for once most americans are actually like huh there's a game that the world plays yeah but i I, I would buy your argument if only it wasn't every other world every other team is not every other fan is annoyed by you're not gonna find i have yet to read where the other fans are cool with it they're pissed off too it's not just you know Penny waste like me in America on my HD television going, this is annoying. You know, it's. Yeah, although it is you too. It is. <laughs> right. I yeah, mean, it there's is. a lot of you out so there. So you are in your. Yeah. And my, yeah, I just, you know, whining about it. But, you know, yeah, exactly. whatever. Um, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm torn between. You know, I, I think it, I think it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of mess over nothing. Basically, much to do about nothing. Eh? I think it's much to do about nothing. I think the, the, the matches that are, that are going to occur, yeah. certainly on Friday, uh, the U.S. must win. Um, this is much more important, and this is what we should be talking about. This is just for for bloggers who don't actually understand the game of football, and um, just need something to to put their. <laughs> no, it's actually a game where you hit a ball with your foot. Uh, you actually use your foot on. The but are ball. you an American? Yeah, I'm just saying. There's actually you use most of the time during this game. Uh, let's just make up a turn. Let's just, let's just call it something. If I told you that for about 90 minutes plus stoppage time, I used my foot on the ball. What, what <laughs> sport would you call that? Call it. Baseball. I didn't pick it up with my hands and run with it. <laughs> I actually used my foot on the ball. What game would you call that? You call it. Is there, is there anything else involved? Uh, it's basically just all of your. In fact, you are penalized for using your hands. Wait, is it played on a field? It is played on a field. Yeah. Right. I call it field ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
All right. Well, thank you, Greg, for uh, yeah. for for Greg uh, Greg current events. It's, it's always exciting. So uh, so we're gonna go last segment. Um, Ross on film. Actually, I always see movies. You know, I don't have much of a uh, of a life. Um, but Greg, you know, Mike, you understand this. So all three of us, you know, we understand. We're, yeah, yeah, we're in a triangle of uh, of despair. Right. And uh, so I, I watched um, just just the other just today. Actually, this is this is as it's happening. Maybe some of you are watching this movie just right as you're listening to this um, synchronicity. I watched the Book of Eli. Oh, with Denzel Washington. This movie came yes. out. Um, I did not know much about it. Um, right. I just, I just saw Denzel Washington. I said, "Hey, I like uh, everything that that guy has done." Essentially. Um, except I'm sure he's done a heroic sports movie, which I didn't like. I know he's done one. I don't know what the name of it is, but it's it's about a group of underdogs who... Yeah, um, Lord of the Titans. Right, there you go. See, I knew he was in one of them. Um, <laughs> you know, overcome adversity and win in a last-minute slow-motion touchdown. Um, yeah. So I'm talking about about the book of Eli, which is directed by the Hughes Brothers. Now, the Hughes Brothers make some, some pretty rad movies. They made uh, Menace Society, of course, um, and they were infamously assaulted with a baseball bat by the rapper Tupac Shakur. Whoa. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, that's true. Um, Before he died, I guess. And uh, No, after. Uh, he was resurrected. <laughs> As a ghost. Yep. Haunting. And, Interesting. Yeah. Didn't he also do, didn't they also do Boys in the Hood? They, did they do Boys in the Hood? They might have, but I thought that was another director. I know, I thought they did Four Brothers as well. I think yeah, you're probably. right. I don't think they did Boys in the Hood. It's someone yeah. else. Was right. there, are, they, uh, are they, are they um, African-American? They are. It hardly matters, but yes, they are. <laughs> it's just a, it, it, just yeah, it's a cultural, uh, you know, uh, context. Yeah. So anyway, so they've they've done this movie, and this 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 is about. Uh, it's a post-apocalyptic. This is very popular right now. Uh, the Road, yep. I think, also just just came out yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, this is uh, this is a very post-apocalyptic. Um, Denzel Washington actually runs into Mel Gibson from Mad Max, um, and they catch a ride from Kevin Costner from Waterworld. Right. And they all sail and <laughs> no, no. It's only Denzel Washington. It's very, it's a very grim future. The future is always grim. Um, it's full of full of people who lie and cheat and steal um, to get water. You know, it's a it's a grim, rough future where he's got a beard. He's got a salt and pepper beard that's kind of uneven because he didn't. You know, there's no mirrors in this. But he can't exactly trim it with uh, you know Norelco. Yeah, exactly. And he's got a he's got a he's got to wander <laughs> into the irradiated forest and hunt cat-like creatures. So right. it's it's hard. It is hard for Denzel Washington. He's no longer King Kong um, from Training Day. He has fallen fallen to the post-apocalyptic future. Now he has a book with him that Gary Oldman uh, wants very badly. Mm. Uh, have Have you seen this movie, anybody? No, no I saw I the trailer to. and just yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to spoil it exactly for those of you who might watch because I do encourage you to watch it only because it is something to do with your eyes. <laughs> Isn't it girl? Isn't there uh, a young woman in this movie too? There is. Myla Kunis. Kunis, yeah, from that '70s uh, show. Yes, and she, Family Guy. Yeah, true Family Guy. Yeah. Um, I'm no. Another terrible thing. I'm glad that we brought like two terrible things into the same subject. So, Book of Eli, Family Guy, both terrible. Um, Book of Eli, terrible for different reasons, uh, naturally. Um, but what do you think about the, the about the upsurgence? We we've talked about zombies and and the historicity involved in in, in American cinema of them, and now and now we're embracing post apocalyptic. What is? Yeah, it? I just think I just think 
I just think everyone's in such a malaise about just bored with their life that they want some massive change just to stir them a little bit. You know what I mean? I see. So it's like revolution. This is it's like a, a re- it's a just reaction to everyone's just just numbness to their normal lives. I think. <clears throat> Mike, what do you think about this? This sort of uh, I mean, sure, cultures have always been been uh, you know obsessed with their own end. Uh, so it's not exactly new, um, but but what do you think it says about us, Mike? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've had them. I mean, I don't know if like right now is a. I mean, we've had them on and off, like these kind of post-apocalyptic movies. Sure, but they. I mean, I'm suggesting they're coming with a little more frequency right now. You know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, you know, it's where the 20th century was heading towards, and yeah. we're kind of. Uh, you know, we didn't die when we hit 2000, so we're kind of just waiting for. <laughs> it's right. I, think. I mean, I really like think, you know, I think. I think. I, you know, it, it's kind of like it's in my life, and then it's in like, but in the greater sense, it's in like, you know, humanity is going through it as well. Like, what are we here for? Where, you know, where are we going towards? Yeah. Uh, I guess my question and, is. You know, so, go ahead. I said, do you do you find these movies entertaining at all? Um. Uh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are, yeah, I mean, there, there is a certain entertainment value to watching Denzel Washington beat up like thirty dudes. Um, <laughs> there is yeah, a lot of, a lot of spinning. I've known a lot of spinning and cutting yeah. and uh... lots of spinning. Yeah, he does do a lot of spinning. I mean, so yes, if you do find that type of thing entertaining, there's certainly a lot of that in this film. Um, it does uh, sort of attach a message, just kind of implicit uh, within the plot of the film. But we don't actually need to talk to it in any kind of deep terms because the movie itself oh. is not not that deep. Um, uh, but but it's there definitely. Um, so so here, I, this is what we're going to discuss now. Just a question, a real quick question, to, to, to end this excellent excellent contemplative journey right. through, Ameri- through American cinema is if you have the post-apocalyptic pack. All right, you have a backpack. You get three items. Greg, right. what do you what do you get? Um, what are you stuffing your your post-apocalyptic <laughs> backpack with? Gotta have a knife. Okay, pictures of Viggo Mortensen. No. Right. I'm going to go with uh, a little bit of penicillin. Just in case. Just in case. And a radio. Okay. Radio? Yeah, in case there's any civilization still out there, you can pick up their signal. Nice. All right, Mike, what do you got here? Is it the end of the world? Um, Uh, Well, I don't want to be particular, but it would kind of depend on, like, what my surroundings are. (laughs) You had to be particular. All right, no, okay, we can get particular. Let's break it it down for you. Is this, like... Okay. Uh, you're in you're in uh, you're in Irving, Texas, uh, right? Okay. And uh, and you've woken up one morning and obliteration greets your eyes. Okay. Um and uh, so, and you, you you're just foraging around the house for a couple things and after packing like is, is, some, is everything like like is everything ash outside or um it's ashy and it's turning earth? ashier yes for sure yeah so everything's been like burned up like maybe atomic bombs or something uh, I wouldn't say atomic I would oh. say yeah probably nuke so yeah yeah. Yeah, probably involving... Uh, God sent fire. Yeah. yeah. Maybe flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz have crossed through the portal <laughs> okay. and have wreaked havoc on our civilization, and this is... Uh, that's your surroundings. Now, now are you going to um, ask the question? Right. Yeah. I, can I grab something? Is it just if I grab from the apartment, or can I just have anything like that? It could be anything that you want, Mike. Because I want... Um, yeah, I know. I'm going to still... Well, okay, I don't think I'll need a compass, because I can still see the sky, and I can use stars. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All suns have not uh, been destroyed. That's true. Well, I don't know what kind of world we're looking at. That's what this is all about. Getting back to like you know the basics. Yeah. 
maybe the sun is blotted out because of the clouds of debris. But well, well, yeah, what is your what is the basics then, Mike? You know, I mean, I think Greg is right. You're gonna need. I, I, I think I'm gonna need a really well. I don't know if I want a gun. I'm gonna want a really big uh, knife. Yeah. And then I'm gonna want. That's amazing. That's exactly what Denzel Washington has in this movie. But go ahead, exactly. continue. Exactly. Awesome. See, because I I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm just imagining guns are not gonna be any good in this world. Yeah. Um, something's gonna happen. Like maybe they've all. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let's. Why? And never mind. But yeah. Sure. <laughs> why? Why um, is chemical reactions now? Yeah. Exactly. Some. Yeah. Why is gunpowder no longer uh, on fi- catching yeah. fire and? Never all mind. the firing pins are. Tele- well, all right. Then I then I put the gun down. Then I put. Then I don't want the gun. I'm going to take a little pistol with me. Um, uh, yeah. Which is a gun, but you know. Oh, but that might not be good though, because I don't even have bullets. I'm sorry. This is getting complicated. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to take a big knife. A big knife. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Denzel it. Yeah. So. I want. I want. Um, uh, 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 matches, because I'm thinking uh, it's going to get cold. Uh, good call. If, yeah. Especially if the sun might be blotted out for a while. Yeah. Um, and then I'm telling you, the final thing I'm going to want is. Um, God, this is tough. I I want some sort of like Indian guide, but I don't think I can get that. <laughs> so a person, okay. So I want, kind like, of a I want Sherpa, like Aztec or, right. or a Mayan the Indian post-apocalyptic guide. Sherpa who knows the yeah. Knows I think the they, somehow I just think they would survive and know. Okay. But I, but they're not going to fit in my bag. No, that's so. fine. We can we can pretend that. The, the, oh, okay. yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, like a really that's small. That's a thing. That's a third thing. Yeah, we're dealing with so, you here, so we might as well just go. Yeah, full tilt. Yeah, but in particular, I want a Mayan. Like I think there are still some Mayan ancestors, descendants that are that survived. Why I want a would you choose a Mayan exactly? Because Mayans, because they predicted that we were going to end in 2012, and I'm assuming this might be when this. No. <laughs> no. Anyways, they not. seem to know a lot, so I'm going to take them, and they could probably read the stars better than I can. What do you? Uh, they seem to know a lot. They know a lot. What is that? They did a lot. They invented the zero for themselves. I told you last time, I think. Or yeah. You are truly, you're truly a wealth of, of knowledge. That's yeah. right. In history, accurate no, history. I, I, well, yeah. they seem to know. They predicted when their apocalypse was going to happen or our apocalypse was going to happen. So maybe they have a good sense of it. <laughs> they and seem, also, this is the thing, though. They this is seem to have predicted <laughs> This is what I love about apocalyptic movies and about like a uh, uh, sort of imagining. Are you are you familiar with Saint Malachi, Mike? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you you know of course that he famously made uh, 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 predictions of uh, 112 popes. Oh right. Okay. And, and he yeah. he said these were shorthand descriptions of uh, these popes that he uh, uh, said he saw in a dream. Interestingly enough, for those of you out there, Mayan or not, we are on our 111th pope. Uh oh. Bum bum bum. So yes, the next one would be the 112th. Yes, Mike. So. Yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, is one supposed to end? Be like the last one? Or something? Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. That was that. That was his prediction. Now, this has been debated throughout history as to whether this document that actually appeared, um, it disappeared for a while, and then the one that reappeared was perhaps maybe touched up a little. But it does appear to be exceedingly accurate. <laughs> Photoshop a little bit. The Mayans, perhaps. So maybe they probably were... the Mayans took it and and, right. and doctored it. But I'll tell you what I love about post-apocalyptic. So I, I love that it gets you back to basics. So, so it's like, you know, it's, it's totally <laughs> like in sync. Zombies. Like, like yeah. you, you know how like, I love cowboys and like, westerns. Yeah, even though you and never I imagine like, post-apocalyptic world kind of would bring <laughs> America back to life. Uh, it's, let's be fair to say that Mike loves the romantic idea of cowboys presented to him in Lifetime <laughs> movies and three. Like John Wayne. Like, yeah, uh, the very, uh, the very uh, romanticism he wishes to destroy in his kidnapping women uh, plan. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. <laughs> Good call, Greg. Yes. All right. <laughs> 
Uh, it's Fitzgerald who well, argued that you could keep two opposing thoughts in your head at the same time. So. Is that right? I mean, I guess there's a little. I have to reconcile those two a little bit. No, no, good, good you know. <laughs> Although, in all fairness, John Wayne definitely didn't really. I mean, he he didn't force himself upon women, but I've never seen so many forceful kisses. Yeah. In any film. Exactly. That's true. Well, that it's the always style. up against a wall, or like they can't get away. I, I've exactly. noticed. Exactly, that's the whole mentality of the West, though. You know, they just could only show you so much in movies back then. But <laughs> if they could have shown you the truth, it would show him like you know kidnapping her. Really? But Ross, uh-huh. we now got it. We got to get to you though. You, you, we we didn't get to your three. I first of all, I want I want soap to just cleanse myself of your, <laughs> Clean the your of your kidnapping women spree. What? Oh. <laughs> um, so I'm definitely gonna bring soap, mostly because I'm uber uh, germ conscious. Uh, oh. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring one of my cats. Um, now I have two. I can't bring two because I'd make three, and I, I need the other slop or something else. But definitely gonna bring one. Why would I bring a cat? Good hunter. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I can post up in front of uh, in front of whatever uh, you know fire that will ever be burning in the uh, in the swamp of the post-apocalyptic future, and let my cat do some hunting. You know, yeah. is it possible your two cats can be merged into one cat due to radiation? Ooh, <laughs> I'll take it. So I'll take my two-headed cat, much like the two-headed cat that's been in the news recently. Um, I will take my two-headed cat, and we will go. We will go a hunting, a roaming. We will go. Um, and I'm also going to take uh, a small tin of little cigarellos. Uh, oh yes. If I can't stop and observe the wasteland in a contemplative, you know, sort of postmodern <laughs> existential look in my eye. Right. Uh, while, right. While what smoke. good is life? Yeah. What yeah, good? So you'll, yeah. Yeah. What good is surviving if what you can't smoke? What good is yeah is surviving if I can't um, if I can't linger upon the far side of the horizon? Yes. Um, you'll, you'll still look cool. You'll look cool. Yeah. yeah. I just more like tobacco. But yes. Yes. So, um, <laughs> sure. 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 Yep. So those are going to be my my three objects, and and that is uh, that is that is the four time round crew on post apocalyptica. So, uh, so good. So nice. So thank you guys for listening to episode 26 yeah. of the fourth time around. Uh, for your host, Ross Olsaver, uh, you can always send email to us, uh, reader mail, we like to call it, uh, at rolsaver at aol.com or mikemaila at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you, as usual. Uh, Mike Maila. Uh Yeah, it's good Greg. to be back. Yeah, how do you feel? You feel, you feel all right? Do you ease back in there? Uh, a little depressed, but I'm okay. <laughs> so the things new. Got so everything's it. everything's okay then. Yeah, uh, all right. I'll, I'll make something up. Yeah, I'm I'm doing great. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's good. <laughs> I'm just unemployed and like you know. Yeah. Like, Rose, okay. bring us down. Yeah, bring us down. Right, I'm sorry. It's good. Yeah. No, <laughs> I like it. So yeah, you're unemployed and. But uh, but we're gonna have a big bash here in Dallas. So you know, any listeners out there, you know, That's get right. ready. In July, we might have a big uh, celebration for uh, you know we'll have lots of things to celebrate. Yeah. My return. Yep. The show is still being on. Is that a celebration <laughs> on either yeah. points? Don't know, but we will. We will definitely be there uh, to celebrate it. Indeed. Yeah. So, and Gregory Clyde Wolf the second. Sir. And uh, thank you guys, and you'll have a nice week. Uh, by the way, I heard a lot of thumping. Was someone tapping something? Uh, <laughs> a lot of, um, a lot of mm, desk mm. thumping. <laughs> Weird. Um, I don't know what that. I mean, I'm, Mike, do you have any idea what that could be, or is that?
No, I mean, there is the air conditioner running in this room. Yeah. ever just because what is that tapping right there what is that oh right now that was just me yeah oh man why aren't you guys this is why it's you hitting the space bar isn't it it must have been me on my uh laptop yeah you're hitting the space looking around oh man well i wish you guys would have said something stop well, i would hope you could listen to yourself <laughs> i'd hope you'd stop i can't hear it you don't understand to me i don't hear anything Cut it out. Oh, you're fired. Justin in, <laughs> Mike out. That's right. Yeah. Or actually, Dan Maella in, Mike Maella out. Oh, I have, okay. no, I'll never have another male on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go make my own show, the Mike Maella. It's like the one <laughs> hour round. It's an hour of me talking. Yeah, listen, those assholes. Oh. <laughs> My show's better. I don't know. Let me tell you who else I hate. Let me tell you what I hate about them. No, I'm just kidding. I love the Chinese. Oh,